0: This is the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. Get your mentor today at SCORE.org or call 1-800-634-0245.
1: Welcome to the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. So happy that you're here. This month we're talking about retail and e-commerce and Small businesses are looking for answers, and we've got quite the expert for you. Reva dot SmallBizDaily.com. Reva, I really appreciate you being here. You are a nationally known speaker. You've done all kinds of great writing, best-selling author. Uh, You are the poster child, as far as I'm concerned, for entrepreneurship and small businesses, and I think that you are the perfect person to speak to in, in regards to this month's topic. So thanks for being here.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure, Shalini. Thanks for inviting me.
1: What are your thoughts in the retail space in 2013? looking forward to two thousand and fourteen when so much shopping is done online there's these large chain stores that can offer really deep discounts when speaking to small businesses, what do you think the advantages are for their customers
0: well I first of all I think you have to be encouraged right now the economy's better I mean people are still shopping with a, a value mindset but the economy's better people are 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 feeling better about about spending all the the forecast for holiday shopping are up, so I think it's a good time. But, but you're right. Your competition is 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 huge, and a, a common mistake that a lot of small business owners make is they think they can compete. On price and you can't you will never ever ever be able to offer the same kind of prices that a walmart or a target or whatever you know niche you're in can do so you have to you have to kind of step it up and and do more you have to make your your store the kind of place people want to come into want to linger want to relax want to look at stuff and provide providing the things that people can't get by ordering online or going into one of the big box stores. And that all starts really with your employees.
1: When you're thinking small businesses in the retail space, the HR process of hiring the right people is just as important as the inventory. Exactly. Uh, It's almost
0: more important because when people walk into a store, they may go in there with an idea of something to buy. But in most retail, something else is going to catch their eye. So as long as as, as you're you're merchandising to your, your target market, you're going to be okay there. But it's your employees who are going to be sort of your first line of defense, the ones who are going to make them feel welcome, who are going to answer their questions. I can't tell you. I think all of us have had the experience of walking into a big box store Asking a question and not being able to get an adequate answer, either because employees aren't trained, they're they're distracted, they have other things to do, and you feel like you're cleaning on your own, so you might as well go home and order it online because you're getting no advantage, so you might as well go order it on price rather than someone telling me, "Hey, what does this do?" Or you know, uh, let's say let's say a beauty supply store, Um, I need shampoo without this ingredient. Can I get it? Mm-hmm. And they, instead of me having to read every label, someone takes you, hey, this stuff is really good. I mean, I've had these these kind of experiences where I've either been ignored or I've been said, taken over to a certain corner and said, here, these are the five that we have, and these three are the ones I recommend. If your employees can do that, you're going to get that
1: customer back every time because you're giving them extra attention and extra information. That's fabulous. And I don't know that a lot of small businesses really, really focus on the hiring process and to make sure that they've got the right people representing them and their small business to the customer and to the customer base. So that's great advice when it comes to employees what do you think small businesses can do in a retail space to make sure that they are attracting the right employees and keeping them there?
0: Well, you know, that all comes back to, again, when you hire somebody, you're you're competing with so many other businesses, and many of them may have deeper pockets than you, so they can offer higher salaries, but you have to look at what do your employees want, and there's there's a, an awful lot being written about today and talked about today in terms of flexibility. So, as a retailer, you can't offer an employee um, work at home time. Right, right they have right. to be in the <laughs> store to help. Right. but can you offer them flex hours? Can you can you let's say your store opens at your open from. 10 to 8 every day Mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. But maybe you have employees who have kids coming home at at 2 o'clock or 5 o'clock. You know, ask your employees what hours would – Suit you best, and if you work around them to say, "Here, let me craft your work week for you," and if you work together with everybody, you can give almost everybody what you want in terms of you know you might maybe have some college students who would want to work other times because they're in class um, you know during times that some maybe some of your mom employees. Um, Want to be at home, but the college students can be in the store because that, that's a good time for them. If you have, if you're really open and say to your employees, "Hey, you know what? We're a team and we're all in this together, and we're going to figure it out. We're going to accommodate everybody, you know, no matter what, or we're going to try to accommodate everybody because you can't, you know. There's obviously no way you're, you're necessarily going to make everyone happy. So flex hours." Are really key, and then it's it's finding out what matters, you know, to your employees. Sometimes it might just be um, time, uh, time off in in, in the summer. Um, again, if they have kids, or and not not that you should give extra holiday time, but just accommodate around people's hours, around people's needs. Um, maybe it's just a place that it, even in your store, a place that when they're not on the floor, they can go and sit and relax. I mean, yeah. sometimes it, the, the stores themselves, there's no place for an employee to escape. Mm-hmm. And so no wonder at one point they'll come in and maybe not be as helpful to a customer. Um, and then equip them with the latest technology. I don't know, uh, the, you know, the, some stores now you walk in and people have... Tablets, and even the, during checkout. But I've been in stores where I've asked a question, and someone actually pulled, you know, their their tablet um, out and and went and researched that for me, and said, okay, here's this, or found uh, another place. Um, this was a chain, so it wasn't really a tiny, but it was a local chain, though. said, oh, you know what, we don't have it here, but we have it at this store. Let's get it over here for you. Yeah. So those are the kind of things that you can do. Just the whole thing that you have to remember is consumers are shopping with two things in mind, right? They, they want the best value, and they want to save time. It's what's convenient for them. So if you can attack on both those fronts, you're going to be up you know, ahead of the game. And the only way you can do that is by
1: having informed, comfortable, and relaxed employees to make that happen. What I find is that if you can build a team culture with your employees that you will have, you know, the best word of mouth there is at work for you twenty four seven because if they feel like part of a team and they feel very driven by your cause and by your product or service, then they too are going to be an advocate slash evangelist for your company, which is always good to have. Exactly. And you know what I, I always think as a as a as a business owner, one of the things that sometimes we forget to do
0: is think about our lives as consumers, right? Yeah. So how do we feel when we go into another store, maybe not even a competitor store, but if you're, you know, shopping for another kind of thing, what are the good things? What makes us feel good and what doesn't make us feel good? We can tell. Every consumer knows the difference between an employee who's engaged and one who's there because, you know, I, I just clocked in and I have to smile at you and pretend that I want to help you, but, you know, I'm, I'm here to collect a paycheck. And the fewer of those that you have and the more of the engaged employees you have, the better you're going to be.
1: We are uh, talking to Riva Lazonsky founder and CEO of smallbizdaily.com and growbizmedia.com. Riva is an entrepreneur's dream when it comes to advice giving and listening to all the research that you do on a day-to-day basis is really helpful for a lot of small businesses across the country. You've been featured on MSNBC, CNN, Good Morning America, The Today Show. The list goes on and on. This is the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. You know, Riva, one of the first interactions that I ever had with you was at uh, Small Business Week here in D.C., and you were on a panel with a group of of people, including I think representatives from Yelp and and other mm-hmm. web web uh, companies. And somebody asked a question and said. You know, if I get great Yelp reviews, do I really need a website? And somebody from Yelp said, no, you don't need a website at all. And I thought you were going to jump out of the chair <laughs> and, and grab the guy and shake him because you, you're a big advocate for making sure that people have an online presence. How important is that for a small business to have a good online presence?
0: It is 100% important. I've had that varying conversation with people from Facebook, and they always say, oh, no, you don't need a website, you have us. And I'm like, no, don't pay any attention to these people. (laughs) If you are a retailer, there are two things you need today. If you asked me this question two years ago, I would have said, yes, you need a website. We could have talked about that. But now, you need a website, so you cannot rely on, on anybody else. What if you had done this in, you know, MySpace? MySpace is not exist, well, it exists, but not in any usable form right. today. So you you cannot put all your eggs in someone else's basket. That's number one. So, one, you need a website. It's not expensive to build. It's not hard to build there's any number of companies that offers templates or the web building experience for you, web.com, GoDaddy, there's just a zillion of them out there. Find one with prices that you like. Some of them actually will build an easy site for free, if you're doing e-commerce, which you should be doing, it it might be a a little more complicated, but not complicated for you, because we don't expect you to code, that's what you have these people for, and it's it's cheap to do, but the big thing today is that site has to be mobile friendly, Mm -hmm. it has to, it has to manifest itself, not necessarily on somebody's, you know, just their computer screen, but on their tablet screen or their phone. And so it's called responsive design. Again, not your problem. The people you you outsource, the creation of your site will get it. it it's also, it's non expensive. It's easy to do. But the numbers, the numbers are staggering how many consumers are researching and buying from their mobile devices. I mean it's something like eighty eighty one percent um of people who who go online from their mobile phones and then people used to think oh they only do that when they're you know, not during the the, the big part of the day. Like either they do it when they're traveling or or on their way to work, like their commuting hours. But the fact of the matter is it's called second screening in that people are sitting down at night, let's say, and watching TV and you know decide, "Oh, that's kinda of cool. Or I forgot to do this, and they don't get up and go into their home offices or they don't get their laptops. they pick up their phone mm-hmm. and they're they're doing research on the phone, and there's something like sixty seven percent of the people who research products on the phone actually go ahead on their phone go ahead to purchase on that on via that device, so your sites have to manifest um That way, which means there's a little, you know, the things that are different there is you have to make things easy to do, buttons, you know, clicks, you don't want to have people entering information on screens like that. And and again, this is not something you have to worry about. The person, your web host can,
1: can make all this happen for you understandable score.org is the website to go to if you're looking for free confidential one-on-one mentoring go there now small business success is at your fingertips score.org also once you get your free mentor and once you check out all the templates and tools available at score.org make sure that you are asking the questions that you want answered make sure that you're following us on Facebook uh, following us on Twitter and engaging with score so that way you can get the answers that you need from small business experts from a variety of of backgrounds people like Riva who are willing to help you for free it's that easy score.org log on today Riva what are some things that retailers need to do to stay on top of the trends that are happening with their consumers and customers
0: well i think it's really important that you that you be very aware of What's going on? So depending on what industry you're in, you should be reading your trade industry magazines. You should be keeping up on, on, on what's current. But it's not necessarily just your industry. One of the things that I think people overlook all the time is the power of color. So every year, and color has become increasingly important. There's a lot of research on color. What certain colors, not only what they mean, but what they actually make people do, how people react in a certain way to a certain color. If you think about fast food restaurants, orange apparently makes people eat fast. So a lot <laughs> of fast food restaurants are, have lots of orange in them to, to make that happen. So you have to think about, and then every year Pantone, which is the Color Institute, mm-hmm. comes out with a hot color. So if you are a fashion retailer you kind of have to be of the moment. And so it's going to cost you a lot of money if you start repainting your walls, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have last year's cover-up, Um, and somebody walks in and they're going to be, oh, you're, you know, even subconsciously they're going to think this is old. And so what you want to do is have kind of a neutral background and it's almost like you were decorating your home and change that out with accessorizing. you know, however you want to, you know, kind of, Decorate your store in a way to make sure that it reflects current trends and, and current colors. Like this year, the color of the year is kind of they they call it emerald, but it's not emerald green. Like when you think of Dorothy in <laughs> the Emerald right, City, it's right. kind of more of a tealish. Emerald green, okay. but the year before it was kind of like tangerine, and so these are really different colors, and so that's really important to evoke the mood of your store um, to to make people want to um, think that oh this is very current and 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 sort of with it, and then you really want to turn over your merchandise. In those stores, I mean, if you have an auto supply store, right, it, 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 it's basically evergreen parts, right? If people, this is what they need. This is what you sell. Right. But if you have something that that's uh, sort of fashion oriented or beauty oriented, you want to make sure you turn over your merchandise and don't keep old stuff. On the shelf, so you can, you know, have sales, turn them out, donate products, do whatever you can to make sure that when somebody walks in there, they feel like they're getting the very latest and newest.
1: Again, we're talking to Reva Lozanski, smallbizdaily.com and growbizmedia.com. This is the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. Log on www.score.org. You know, I'm thinking about small businesses and I go out of my way to frequent small businesses as best I can. If I can avoid the big box store, I will. I love to go to a small business, meet the owner, meet the employees and really support them. What are some small business that you go to frequently, uh, what do they do that they do well and they do right that you suggest other small businesses try?
0: It's knowing your customer. And I don't mean that in the generic sense. There's something that we talk about today. I mean, you can find more about this on, on the SCORE website and from the SCORE calendar. Chris, it's going to sound a little bit complicated, but it's not. But it's called big data. And all big data is is Today the technology companies have made it inexpensive and easy for us to get data about uh, consumers in general and our customers specifically. To collect data so we know what they want, what they've bought, and how we can sort of build on the base that we have with them. In this way when the customer, particularly online, think about a shopping experience on Amazon, right? If you go and ever ordered something from Amazon, at some point you get an email saying hey you like that you might like this as well and so it's uh, again they're just building on their 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 data knowledge the data that they've collected from you they're building on that to think okay we're starting to build kind of a profile of this customer and we know what they're gonna like and don't like. Absolutely. And so every time that that's really important, right? Like you you had a baby, right? Yeah. Uh, about a year a little less than a year ago, right? Yeah. So you you if you were going to shop for, let's say, kids' clothing, when when you come into that store, they should collect the data. They should, you know, okay, the baby's this old. Oh, so kids are the easiest thing to do about this because, in general, so a kid that's a year is, you know, within a certain range of sizes and, and plays with a certain kind of toys and. At AC months, it's, 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 they're kind of easy to categorize. So it's about them kind of reminding you, oh, we think your kid would like this. Right. And right. send you an email, not intimate you, but like once a month thinking, hey, we really think your kid would like this. But you can't do that unless you know that the kid is a boy or a girl. And you don't want to send an email saying, hey, we think you'd like this when you just bought that, you know, six weeks before. So it's about using the data that you can collect to make it feel Back in the 50s, you know, I, my, when I was growing up, my dad had a clothing store, a men's clothing store. And, th- and this was a neighborhood store. This was before malls um, when he started. And when people walked in his store, he knew them. He knew their story. He knew what was going on. He knew who just got a new job, maybe who just lost a job. So he'd let them pay over time. Um, It's about knowing your customer to make them feel at home and welcome so they're going to come back to you every single time, even if you're going to charge a little bit more money.
1: That is absolutely, positively some of the best advice I think any small business needs to hear. I think that a lot of people feel the days of one-on-one customer service are gone. And, you know, it's not possible to collect data from people walking in the door. But you don't have to be a big box store to collect data about your customer. You can, you know, do a little question asking, a little research of your own and kind of profile your, your ideal customer and get some information there and then target them directly. That's I think that's fabulous advice.
0: And you know what and and Shawnee, you should use that. You know, you should find out what their birth date is. You don't need the year, obviously. But yeah. and then then send them a, like, you know do what the big stores do every year. Let's uh, pick on one that I know does it religiously, Pier One. Right. So every year during your birthday month, Pier One's going to send you a coupon that's good for six weeks of let's say I can't remember if it's ten or twenty percent off your order. So they're saying happy birthday to celebrate. Here's a discount coupon to use this month. You can do the same thing. You can collect that data, you know, put it in your CRM system. It's stored in the cloud. And then, you know, however the system works, it's going to pop out, let's say, six, seven weeks ahead of time. Here are your customers with, and this, again, depends on the kind of business you you have. If you're a clothing or, or that kind of store, here are the people who have, you know, upcoming birthdays. And you can send that out. Go back to the auto parts example. You want to find out what kind of cars people have and how old they are. And and think about what's needed in terms of um, car maintenance on a seasonal basis, on a um, you know, time to renew your license um, basis. So in California, some cars need to be checked for smog, you know, ahead ahead of that cycle. So knowing what you know locally, you can add to that experience. And if you remind the customer ahead of time, they're going to love you because chances are they're going to forget because people are so busy today.
1: Yeah. Do you find that, that small businesses have a lot of success with loyalty clubs and customer appreciation type of um, incentives slash promotions or, you know, sign-up lists and things like that? And they do. And I, I think you have to do it. With, it's
0: kind of in a more personalized, on a more personalized basis. But again, I think one thing, even though the economy better and you know, three years from now when it's even better than it is today, the the Great Recession kind of put everybody into a value-seeking mode. Mm-hmm. So even though people are feeling good, they're still looking for the best, you know, the best bang they can get for their buck. Mm-hmm. So if you can package some things or like a loyalty club, I don't, you know, it's about oh, however many visits you come in, you know, the old sandwich, buy a sandwich, get a punch, get a free sandwich. Yeah. I'm not sure that, but there's some kind of thing where you can accumulate points or there, you know, there's some, again, it's, it's so dependent on what kind of business you have where you get something in the end where you feel like, well, I can shop here or I can shop here. Let, let's take this. Here's a level again. I'm, you know, it's going to be such a, a girly example, but you know, I'm a woman, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, take look at Take it up a notch to, to the department store level, right? Because everybody has their own set of competitors. So if I'm looking to, let's say, buy some makeup or that I know every single department store has the same, and that's why I chose that as an example. Mm -hmm. They have the same, they're priced the same, because the department store doesn't really set the price, the manufacturer does. Um, So let's say I want to do that for a gift. Where am I going to go? Chances are, if there's one by me, I'm going to Nordstrom's. Because if I go into Nordstrom and say, yeah, here it is, I'm paying the same price as I am at Macy's or wherever else, but at Nordstrom they're going to say to me, I know, Do you want that wrapped? And then they're going to wrap it right then and there. They're not going to make me go up two floors to the gift wrapping department to get that done. They're going to wrap it for me right there. That is a huge customer incentive. That makes me, when I know that I'm going to buy that kind of gift, it makes me think, I'm going to Nordstrom's. Why not? I get that little extra. So what extra can you add that's not going to cost you a fortune is it gift wrapping is it you know gift wrapping doesn't have to cost you a lot of money um you can just get pretty boxes and they, you know if you shop around there cheap especially at wholesale prices not only are you sort of saying to the customer i kind of think you're special and i'm doing something for you but you're saving them time and
1: that is the greatest commodity of all again this is the score small business success podcast and riva lazansky smallbizdaily.com and com. our guest today on the show. Retail, retail, retail. Selling in the small business arena is what we're talking about. Small Business Saturday, Reba, is on the 30th of November. What is your advice to small businesses when it comes to utilizing the coverage that this particular day is going to get in the national media? How do they encourage their community to support them?
0: First of all, if you are a retailer, you need to you need to jump on this now. You need to... I think go to com. I think that's the website. And because they're going to give you free things to help you publicize this. Think about where you're located. You know, are you in a, a mall? Are you in a strip center? What what kind of... And then talk to the, your fellow business owners around you and see if you can... Um, because as a whole, you're competing with other malls or shopping strip centers. Chances are you're not in a mall. Chances are it's more of a shopping center or a strip center. You're competing with all those other ones that are fighting to get customers to come. So what can you, as a group of of, of merchandisers, do? What can you offer customers? Why why should they come to you? Maybe depending on where you know if you're here in the West Coast, maybe you can set up some um, tables outside to make it easy to to shop in Peruse. If you're on the East Coast, I understand it's freezing there right now. So maybe that's not the best idea. But maybe you could have some kind of refreshments. Maybe you put out as 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 a center, you all put out some cookies or or something to make people say, I'm gonna go to this center because they're they're making it a little bit more welcoming. So you take the the small business Saturday Um, buzz that that is being generated by these major corporations and and then amplify it on your level. And please don't think that, okay, it's that Saturday and then you're done. Because the idea is to get people into your store on that small business Saturday, but then to keep them coming back. So how do you keep them coming back? That's
1: the key. How do you guarantee that it's not a one and done shopping experience for a new customer?
0: Well, I think one of the things we can do is learn from the Groupon experience, the early Groupon experience where small business owners were participating with Groupon or Living Social, whatever it was, you know, which brought people in the store but they didn't track who they were. They didn't give them any kind of incentive to come back. So they were one and done. Ah. So you realize you're getting people in your store on that Saturday. How are you going to get them back? Well, one, hand them a flyer, whether they're there because um, they were there, driven there by a Small Business Saturday marketing campaign or not. Hand them a flyer or promotion or, or a key code and say, you know, thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. If you come back, here's a you know blank blank discount, or you know here's a here's a free da, da, da. It, And again, it, it should relate to your business, which is why I'm saying whatever General. blank blank. Yeah. Um, get, get people, incentivize them to come back, um, making them feel like oh, I picked the right place to go. On Small Business Saturday, and once you get them back in the store, that's when you you know you start to nurture them as as a customer, and they see that you care about them as as people and as members of the community, and not just as here's somebody I want to take their money. And, and again, people are driven by discounts and bargains today, so that's really the way to do it. You know, you're going to lose a little money on on the, on the deal, or lose a little margin, but if you're you're going to Gain more because you're going to have more customers coming back to you. Um, and, and I think you should use the word in appreciation. You know, somehow be grateful. It's right after Thanksgiving. So I think play up that angle. I'm, I'm so appreciative that you decided to shop small. Um, you know, we really try to do a lot for the community. And then that's the other thing. These people are shopping small because they feel like you are a member of their community. So Absolutely. play that up. Right. What what can you do? Can you do you sponsor um a town or city softball team, you know, kids team or adult team or think about what you can do to um to make people really aware of the fact that you are a participating member of the community, that you're not just there to collect money, that you you want to give as much as you're getting.
1: And I think things like maybe having a local Girl Scout troop there that day, handing out hot chocolate, I mean, really, really just embracing exactly. your community and saying, we are such a big part of the community that you need to support us all year long so that we can continue exactly. giving back to the community. You're absolutely right. You're listening to the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. We're speaking with Reva Lazansky, founder and CEO of SmallBizDaily.com. Check it out for the latest in small biz tips, tools, all that good stuff. Of course, score.org as well. Get your free confidential mentor. Log on score.org. One thing I want to make sure we touch on social media, big category retailers and small businesses really want to take advantage of the free, relatively inexpensive exposure that social media offers tips, tools. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Social media is
0: it's key because, one, it's free. I mean, you can actually, depending on what your business is, you could do some Facebook ads and it's pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. So from all the research that we've seen, consumer B2C businesses have the best luck with Facebook. B2B businesses, though we're not really talking about that right now, are LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So right now, think about concentrating your efforts on Facebook and Twitter. I, I find that a lot of... Um, businesses have have good success on Twitter as well. But this is the place, social media is the place to promote what's going on at your store, to promote special deals. I always think, like, for retailers, too, this works. I mean, it works really well for restaurant owners. But if you're sitting there, and let's say you're getting towards the end of the, the holiday sales cycle, and you have something that didn't sell as well as you thought it should, kind of have a flash sale. Go on social media. Go on Facebook and Twitter and say, for the next two days, we are slashing prices on blah, 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 you know, Mm -mm. 50% off, you know, sweaters or, you know, oil filters or whatever it is. And if you announce it on social media, you don't have to. I mean the, the thing about social media is the immediacy to do other kind of marketing, you have to think about it in advance. you have to get your ad in the newspaper or whatever else in advance. Here you look around your store you see hmm, I've got too many of this I've got to get rid of them, and you go on, you announce it and let the and watch the people come in to buy that so it's really important and then if you have that e commerce component to your which I hope you do because that's really important is you should make sure that you have particularly if you're selling products that women like make sure you have a Pinterest presence it really drives retail sales both online sales, and to get people into your store sales.
1: Getting people to like you and follow you on Facebook and Twitter and things like that and Pinterest, of course, is it as easy as buying ads? Is it a word-of-mouth thing? Do you hang signs in your retail space?
0: Yeah, I think you do hang signs in your retail space. You know, For the best deals, follow us at, like us at, and then try not to inadvertently spam people, overwhelm them. Don't be like the big guys. I don't need an email every day. Every day I'm getting email from certain, from certain stores and I'm like, I just, I, I unsubscribe to a bunch of them this morning because I'm like, stop. Every day I, I'm not going to, you know, walk into your store every day. Stop doing that to me. And so you don't want to do that. You don't want to overwhelm your customers, but I think that if they like you, Or if they follow you, you should offer maybe once a month a special deal to those people. Meaning, well, if they're following you on Twitter, that's the only way they're going to see that special deal unless someone else forwards it to them and then of course you want to honor that because you want that person to turn around and become a follower or or someone who likes you. Mm -hmm. And so it's about acknowledging that special bond that you created by offering them something that they can't get or they're not getting elsewhere.
1: And does the same go for email marketing? So that's probably the same rule, right?
0: Yes. In fact, you know with all and I'm a big, big believer in social media, but all the research shows that particularly for for retailers, email marketing is still the most effective, the number one way to get customers um, into your stores and to engage with you. But again, as a small business, once a week is the most often you would want to do something. And I think, you know, the holiday season, I think once a week is fine. Mm -hmm. You know, people kind of expect it and are looking forward to what the sales are going to be, you know, what they're going to be like. And remember, this year we have a really short shopping season. Last year at Thanksgiving was very early, and we had an extra whole week of shopping time. Yeah. But, you know, we, we basically have cut that shopping season. So I think consumers are already stressed about it. Mm-hmm. And then we have this this weird thing that Hanukkah is actually – on Thanksgiving for the first time that I can ever remember. And the next time this is going to happen is 70,000 years from now. Wow. And so there's a lot of consumer stress going on already. So you want to make it as easy um, for consumers as possible. The one advantage is is that they might be willing to spend a little more in one place um, than they might You know, maybe last year people wanted a, Spread it around, shop around, get the best deal here, and then go here and get another best deal. But we're we're, we're dealing with a compressed shopping season, and so how can you encourage multiple purchases? You know, think about think about um, you know what some of the the big stores do in terms of discounts, right? Online, where if you spend a hundred dollars, you get you know ten percent off. If you spend two hundred dollars, or you get $5 off. If you spend $200, maybe you get $15 off. Think about what you can do in store to sort of entice people to buy more with you. Don't do, I'm not a big fan of buy one, get one free or buy one, get one half off because sometimes, how many of the same things do people need? You know, I think you're kind of presuming that and I I think that's, you're going to get some customers, but you're going to turn off others, you know. But, right. So, I, but if you buy one and get, you know, 25% off anything else in the store of a lesser value, that makes sense. Got it. You know, you, I, I think that just think about, I would say put yourself in your customer's shoes. What would you want? What what makes you buy? What excites you about going into a store it, it's kind of a golden rule, really. I, I, do so unto others. Right Involved
1: <laughs> with the golden rule. You're right. It's true. Do unto others in every circumstance, and you won't lose.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, and I think about that, and I think about when sometimes you have a bad experience. You think, would you want that to happen to you? Like, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? How could you say that? And and again, acknowledge. You know, not so think your soul is especially crowded. Um, and people are waiting in line, acknowledge them, thank them for waiting, have cookies out, have something where it, 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 it's not, they're not standing there tapping their feet and at some point putting their purchase down and walking out the door because then they'll never come back. Right, right. You don't want to lose them for that day. You lost them for a lifetime.
1: Great advice. Reva Lozanski, anything interesting and exciting that you want to tell people about that you're up to?
0: If you go to our website, SmallBizDaily.com. We just launched a, what we call the reading list, small Read smallest reading list. Okay. Again, based on what I've been saying, people are busy. So we kind of send out links to some of the work that I've done, that I've written every week, like, you know, my score, blog, yep. and everything else. And then some other things I've seen that I think are really helpful. Go to smallbizdaily.com and sign up for our newsletter. I would really appreciate that. It's free and it just comes once a week. We don't dot
1: <laughs> Smallbizdaily.com. Check it out. She's also featured on the score Small Business Success Uh, This is the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. Reva, thank you so much for your time today. SCORE.org as well. Get your free and confidential mentor today. Everything that is small business, we can help.
0: This is the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. Get your mentor today at SCORE.org or call 1-800-634-0245.